Hello, hello. Welcome to the second episode of Cocktail Hour. This is Letty. And this is Jasmine. What's poppin', y'all? What's poppin', you guys? So today's episode is a little different. We got our very own, very first. Very first guest. Special guest. Special guest. Where's that matraca? Oh, where's... <laughs> So you guys, our guest, she is a very ambitious, very hardworking, intelligent, a little shy, but she's fun. She's actually really funny once you get to know her. <laughs> uh, anything you want to um, Yeah, very shy, very quiet, very ambitious, very busy, but mm, you know, but you know what? She a bad bitch. Hey. Cause we only have bad bitches only in our circle. Okay. <laughs> so you guys without further ado, let us proudly introduce to you guys our very first guest. Woo! Carolina Ramirez. Woo! <laughs> also, my sister. Yay. AKA my other niece. Woo! <laughs> oh yeah. My other niece that's older than me, so she's my cousin too, y'all. Okay. So welcome, welcome. Hi. All right, Miss Carolina, give us a brief background. You know, a little introduction about yourself, your passions. Well, what's your purpose, girl? Mm, okay. Hi, guys. My name is Carolina Ramirez, uh, but people call me Carol or Carolyn or Caroline. Um, yeah, I have a lot of names. I am Mexican-American, born and raised in South LA. I'm a small business owner. I got my AA in social sciences in 2015. Uh, and although I declined my acceptance to San Francisco State and UC, UC Riverside um, to continue my education, I hope to one day go back because I do miss, um, you know, the college life, just being in the environment. Um, she is school girl. Yes. <laughs> and um, my interests include traveling, photography, dance, being in nature, mm -hmm. and I'm passionate about the environment and, of course, animal welfare. Okay, okay girl. Okay. Mm -hmm. You forgot one nickname or name. Which one? Carlota. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> what? My tío Hugo used to call me that. Oh, really? <laughs> How was it being um, Mexican American growing up in LA for you? Mm, it was good. It was fine. Yeah. I mean, there's so many Mexicans in LA, in South LA especially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You kind of have your people there. No one pressed you? Hmm? Ever? No one what? No one pressed you? Like, try to, like, you mm -mm. know? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, cool. That's cool. That's cool. And. Girl, why did you deny your acceptance to those universities? Uh, San Francisco, obvious reasons. I just didn't want to go into debt. I knew like if I went there, I had to like live there and it was just going to be expensive. And I just God. knew like, was it worth it? Like, was it worth getting a BA in literature? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what am I going to do with the damn literature? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Read but I know. She's gonna be at the library. <laughs> so, Shakespeare, y'all. And then for uh, UC Riverside, I think I got there with an English major, I believe. And I was like, what am I gonna do with an English major? Yeah. Because at the time, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And that was also one of the reasons. Because I was like not feeling it. I like I wasn't passionate about it. I was like, I'm not. I mean, I love literature. I love English, but I'm not like passionate yeah mm -hmm. and I was never I never felt forced I know there's people that feel like I have to go to college just to f go to college because I you know that's what my parents want mm -mm. Mm. oh well I'm glad you know you realize that and it's like you know what that's what they want but that's not what I want mm -hmm. so good for you good for you awesome okay so how was your experience with being the first child of two immigrant parents? Did you experience any kind of pressure or hardships while growing up? My experience as the oldest child was good. I know for many 
being the oldest and especially the oldest girl in a Hispanic household could feel like all the responsibilities fall on you mm -hmm. however that wasn't the case for me um, since we were all pretty much treated the same right except for Johnny but we were like we all kind of had the same chores yeah like um, the upbringings and like rules and yeah 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 um yeah i knew that like deep down like i knew i was the oldest and i, I knew i had to lead by example but quite honestly i was okay with that like i never really felt like oh like any resentment yeah. or like yeah uh, i didn't go through a drinking partying or rebellious stage I like think, me yeah. <laughs> and i think the reason why was because my mom made it easy for us to be honest about it mm -hmm. like we didn't really have to sneak around and oh, yeah. to like I remember I was like mom I want to go to the movies with my friends okay and then mom I'm going to go to this rave okay like mm -hmm. she just I guess she wanted to know where we were at for her it felt better like at least my yeah. kids are telling me the truth mm -hmm. and I know where they are at at all times instead of like sneaking behind her back yeah um and I know like a part of me also like deep down kind of I've never been a mom I'm not a parent Mm -hmm. So, but I kind of felt like deep down, like I understood, like being a parent was hard. Mm -hmm. Like I could always have this habit of kind of putting myself in other people's shoes. You so, empathize, I guess. Yeah, I empathize. So yeah. I, I kind of felt like, oh, it must be tough. My mom mm -hmm. having teenage daughters, like, oh, it must be like really hard for her. It's her first time going through this. So I don't know. I just never. I didn't want to give her a hard time or my parents a hard time. I didn't want them to worry about me like, oh, she's drinking and driving or she's over there doing drugs or I don't know what the hell she's doing. Yeah, <laughs> really think of my college life. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's probably like an oldest child thing. And that's how yeah, more I think old, so. They were more like, I don't know. It's a, maybe it is an oldest. Uh, like, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like with my siblings with you and Johnny, like I always feel like I had to protect you guys or set a good example but it, it it was it came easy for me it's not something like oh i have to go out of my way like oh i can't drink i can't do mm. anything it was just natural to me um and i really don't enjoy doing all that stuff yeah, yeah. and i think too like i feel like our parents try to do things differently from what their parents did or like how they were raised she always I, my mom always wanted us to be no. able to go up to yeah. her like she wanted to remain approachable yes like she didn't want us to hide things like she didn't want us to feel ashamed or like embarrassed to go and tell her something like oh mom mm -hmm. i tried drugs like she wanted us she would rather know mm -hmm. than to not know mm -hmm. or to find out later when, or when we're in the hospital like it's yeah. too late um also like if we were drinking like she would rather have us call her mm -hmm. and so she could come pick us up instead of us driving drunk yeah. that makes sense yeah and two, I think you did a good job too. Like, I don't know. I feel like our parents were not tired, but at some point, like, not being as almost as like assertive, I guess. Like on, I think um, they also trusted us. I have a feeling like deep down, like my mom also like knew we were good kids. Mm -hmm. Like she knew, like okay, I raised them. Like they know better by now. Like yeah, she true. knew lot like we weren't gonna be like she wasn't gonna get a call from us from jail. She did get a call when I was in the principal's office though in mm. high school. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Twice. Mm. Um, oh. No, but yeah, but like yeah, I think around our like uh, my high school days too. I think you did as the older the oldest, you did a good job like advocating for me and Johnny too at some points when like they're tired. You're like, um, or like slacking off. Like I think you're like, oh no, she needs this or he needs this, and like just advocating and like bringing things to like their attention that they might have just been like, you know, uh, they just like, oh the sex talk or then oh yeah, see we yeah we talked about it. Uh, you know, I mentioned it with Jasmine. We didn't get any like sex talk, and did you ever get one? Mm mm. Thanks no. school, but I think well, my yeah. friends and stuff. Yeah, you see. So you did have to be like the first and like doing everything, but yeah, you did good with that as also, the oldest. Also, I think, what was I gonna go? Oh, also, my mom was also very, I don't know if it's a Hispanic thing, but I know a lot of Hispanic parents or, yeah, I think Hispanic parents like to put other people's, like their kids' business to 
out there. Like, she's mm. bad about their kids. Yeah. Like, oh, my. Caro está tomando. Like, she, she yeah. never, like, even though I don't drink, but she <laughs> never, like, put her business out there. Mm hmm that I know of or I ever heard her ever talking negatively about us to other family members no she if she did it would be like if she did I don't know I don't think she did but if she did it was probably for like mentioning it to somebody the confianza for like help or something yeah. it wouldn't be like negative okay so second question mm -hmm. What do you think has been the most challenging thing you have overcome? And it could be physically, mentally, emotionally, academically, or in the workforce. Academically speaking, there was a point in my life that I was beyond a full-time college student. Uh, just for reference, to be considered full-time, you have to take between 12 to 15 units, and I was taking 20. On top of that, I was also working 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I was doing um, pet sitting on the side. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it was a lot of workload. And that semester alone taught me a lot about time management, uh, prioritizing, uh, and most importantly, self-care. Okay. Third question. What is something that you've done and feel very accomplished about? Okay, so this question was really hard for me. I actually sat down for like half of the day thinking about it. Like, hmm. <laughs> and honestly, I couldn't figure it out because everything that I've done up to this point is still not finished. So it's like mm -hmm. a work in progress. So it's not achieved, at least not in my standards. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense. Um, but I do have one thing that I accomplished in 2020 that I think, you know, you could, I, I consider that an accomplishment or a goal mm -hmm. that I reached. And that was, uh, I bought my Mustang. Mm -hmm. mm, I bought it in uh, April 2020. And that was a goal of mine when I was like 11 years old, 12 years old. I told myself, one day I'm going to have my 1965 Mustang. And I finally <laughs> did it. And even though it's just sitting in the garage. You know, um, Pedro, have you drove it? No. <laughs> it's sitting in the garage covered in my boxes. It needs some work. But eventually, one day, hopefully soon, I'll like, I can't imagine myself driving it down mm, PCH. PCH in, in, the in the sunset. Wow. My in and out. Listening mm. to Lana Del Rey. <laughs> but yeah. But you started a lot of things right that you're happy about and once you like finish those you have a couple of things you'll be you have to feel accomplished yes okay that's good okay let's talk business so give us a rundown of when and where you started working and what led you to get to where you are today i got my first job at 15 working at sauce and swap meet mm-hmm um I had to quit months later when I had to leave on a school program for the summer. Uh, I got my second job when I was 18. Uh, it was a little perfume shop in Santa Monica, a block away from the beach. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Um, I was only hired temporarily until the owner's wife came back from maternity leave. Yeah. Um, after that, I applied at a small pet store in Beverly Hills. Very fancy. And I remember I would call like every week asking... Um, if the position was still up mm -hmm. and I remember the hiring manager was like oh I'll give you a call I'll give you a call but I'll keep calling every week so finally one day she's like I'll come for an interview so I went uh, that job was my introduction to the pet industry mm -hmm. I learned so much about pet food and I was around a lot of animal lovers uh, and I really enjoyed it um, and at about after about two years the owner decided to close down the two pet stores he had he had one in beverly hills and then he opened one in westchester which i kind of helped open mm -hmm. um and he decided to close and focus on his own like dog food business mm -hmm. um i applied to a few pet stores around the area and i was hired at el segundo and i hated it the only <laughs> thing i enjoyed about working there was going to the whole foods next door for lunch mm -hmm. <laughs> was just too corporate for me and I was used to a more intimate setting where I could provide great customer service and build a relationship with the customers mm -hmm. and their pets. Mm -hmm. 
And then one day I went to this gelato place in the marina and next door there was this small pet store and I decided to walk in. And once I walked in, my eyes got super big. Because mm -hmm. um, I was super excited. And I remember telling myself, I'm, I need to work here. And I asked for an application. And two weeks later, I was working there. Because they waited for me to, to kind of like give my two weeks notice at mm -hmm. A few of the people that worked there did pet sitting on the side. And that's when I was introduced to the pet sitting world. Mm -hmm. um, when I was let go from the pet store, I took a chance and decided to go all in in my pet sitting business. Then in October 2018, I decided to open Sweet Mud Designs in memory of my dog George. And I would sell dog bandanas and sell them all over the world through my Etsy shop. But yeah, it was fun. And then the pandemic happened in 2020. Mm -hmm. And fabrics were hard to find or hard to come by. Because yeah. everyone was making masks. Yeah. And the USPS wasn't really cooperating. I guess they were kind of also like not delivering mail yeah. as much so i was like i'm just gonna push a pause to this because it's just getting too much because people were like emailing me from spain and france and they were like my package isn't here and i was mm -hmm. like oh it's the like usps you know please you know consider like COVID's going on yeah and most of my clients came from out of the states the, yeah most of them came from canada uh, yeah, yeah the Netherlands. So <clears throat> it was hard. So I just said, you know what, I'm just gonna pause. Mm -hmm. And so my pet sitting business also took a pause. So I was more like, I now I had like nothing to do. So I was like, what should I do now? <laughs> and that's when I helped my grandma at Avalon Nursery with mm -hmm. the social media. Yeah, I'm gonna just label myself. I do marketing yeah, for Avalon Nursery and Ceramics. She's a, she's a PR person, you guys. <laughs> so yeah, so I did that, and then I started my Emerald House Plants. I sell plants online. Mm -hmm. I ship nationwide. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what three businesses. Three businesses. Two are still active Sweet Mutts. Right now, Sweet Mutt Designs is taking a pause. But I want to bring it back. I really do. Because I miss it. And I had, actually, I had really, like, good ideas. I was working on good ideas and new products to launch in 2020. In 2019, mm -hmm. I was working with vendors, um, artists, and I was going to, you know, release a new product. But that had gone hold so that's on hold till further notice do you you want to bring it back though yeah i do eventually so the next question um so with starting business or in your case businesses how was the startup process did you have any knowledge or guidance at all or did you literally have to figure things out on your own um with pet sitting i had around a year of experience um, since doing it like on the side mm -hmm. like when I was still working at the pet store and I started it slow like I did like one customer at a time or one client at a time and then my coworkers that had experience on that would kind of give me tips or advice mm -hmm. um, and then with sweet mud designs like I said I didn't know nothing about it so I kind of figured it out yeah. um, YouTube YouTube like was my best friend for a while because I would just watch YouTube videos on like fabrics and like sewing and like tricks and tips mm -hmm. and then then with uh, Emerald House Plants that one I think took me the longest to start it was an idea I had but I wasn't how to explain it it was more like I feel like this one was my more serious like my most professional I think mm -hmm. more professional business so I, I wanted to make sure I started it on the right foot um, the name took the longest to come mm -hmm. I had like a list of names I wanted and then the logo you did you helped me with the logo mm -hmm. I had to get the LLC and for packing like my goal was to pack like to ship plants like I my goal wasn't to like sell from LA like mm -hmm. I wanted to ship like to other places yeah so it took me a while to figure out like the shipping like how to pack plants because mm -hmm. i learned like the way i do it i never seen anyone else do it yeah so i kind of came out with that kind of idea and so 
so far I always had like a good like shipping like success rate like most plants make it there healthy yeah like they don't get much damaged mm-hmm no oh. did you write down your goals or was this just like all in your head oh. <laughs> with all these businesses I did not write my goals I think I went for it and took time like I learned and I got like the hang of it first um, I always feel like the first year doesn't really count because it's like a learning curve. You're still like learning like, the do's and don'ts. Yeah, do's and don'ts. You're learning the trends because mm -hmm. you know what sells, what doesn't sell, like what's your slow months. So I feel like once like the year has passed and I like see everything, like okay, so this year, for example, August was my biggest year. Mm -hmm. Next year, how could I improve it or can I make it better? Mm -hmm. Or say mm, November is my slowest. Like, yeah. what can I do to improve it, or what should I focus on in November? Yeah, first, you know things like that. Oh, this is a good one. Next question. <laughs> so, did you ever feel discouraged, intimidated, or simply felt like you were going to fail? Um, no, never. Really? Yeah, never. Really? So there's a saying that yeah. goes, you won't know unless you try or like every failure is a lesson. Uh-huh. So I always go with that in mind. Like I feel like each failure you learn from. Mhm. Mm and thankfully all of my business so far have always been profitable. Mm -hmm. I've never been in the negative. Um so I've never experienced that and I mean that failure that way so no like I've always kind of been confident that's good because <laughs> with me one failure I'm like I get discouraged I don't keep going and learning from it like, I'm trying to fix it like for example I've had really tough clients when I started my pet sitting business clients that are you know you just have they're very just precise very particular you know they're just not nice all the time so it could be discouraging for someone that doesn't know how to like step back from that like not take that home personally yeah. yeah there because there's a one thing i learned in college you guys there's a difference between personal and business and you need to keep those separate Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so basically, like not getting discouraged from like failures and taking it as a lesson, but it you keep going. So consistency. Also, what I think helped me a lot too is I'm very private with my businesses. Like mm -hmm. I don't really like to put it out there. Like only the people that are close to me know what I'm doing. Like you, obviously, and my parents, mm -hmm. you know, my boyfriend, and like my close close friends, and. You know, I would always make a separate business account on Instagram, so I wouldn't mm. like to mix it with my pri with my own personal stuff, just because that also helped. Like the, I was up saying, like expectations from others. Like you don't want that. Like let's say I have a new business and mm -hmm. I post it everywhere. Like in a face in a personal. <laughs> I tell all my friends and family, please follow my new business page. Please do this, and you know. And then let's say it doesn't work, mm -hmm. and you kind of have like that embarrassment or like that you feel like that, yeah. like, um, you know, almost like, shame, but not really. But yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. So I, I'm very careful. Like I like to keep things close and private until I know more. Where like, it's yeah. like if it's going good. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel like your first year, like, it doesn't count like doesn't count and just keep it to because there's also going to be people that are going to tell you no don't do this don't do that so like family members or friends they sometimes they mean really well like mm -hmm. they don't want to see you suffer or like you know fall mm -hmm. or whatever but <clears throat> sometimes you just have to go with your gut and do your business like you just like oh, i have this idea i just want to try it yeah but that's why i just Never, but I personally, just personally wise, I'm a very private person. And I think mm -hmm. that has also kind of... Because I'm like, oh, if I fail, like, no one saw. Like, no, no one that I know, like, saw that I fail. So they're, they're not going to talk about it in the family gatherings. Like, how's your business going? 
That's true. That kind of makes a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're in a relationship. How mm -hmm. do you balance your relationship, like romantic, family, and all? types of relationships and balance your different businesses so i'm gonna be honest with you guys on this one it's really hard especially for me because i tend to have like add tendencies mm. like i'm all over the place so i kind of have to have a schedule mm -hmm. um i have to set a schedule um my to-do list um i do it like almost every night for the next day and you know, I, every day I have something like, from, for example, for Emerald, houseplants on Mondays are my shipping days. Mm -hmm. So I spend most of those, like, 8 to 10 hours at my mom's house shipping. Mm -hmm. And then Tuesdays are, sh my boyfriend's off on Tuesday and the nursery's closed on Tuesday. So Tuesdays I try to, like, spend that time with my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And I like my alone time, like my me time. Mm -hmm. So usually after 6 p.m., that's like your time and my time like with my boyfriend we watch tv we eat dinner um i try to have that like i don't want to schedule anything past 6 p.m okay also because i wake up super early most days so i need to have my eight hours of sleep i have it what time do you wake up usually four to five i think by seven o'clock if i wake up at seven eight that's you late feel like, like I, you I wasted it all day. i don't know if you guys saw the kardashian episode when chris is she on, was already on, on the, the treadmill, treadmill and it was like, at seven a.m Yes, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I feel you. I relate to that. Cause it's like no, seven yeah. o'clock. I'm like, oh, it's already late. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I try to do that. I spend time with my grandma. So my family, you know, it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, make time with for you guys sometimes. Sometimes, uh, sometimes, because <laughs> summer times, like summertime and December are like my busiest. So I'm not really around. Mm hmm. But. I always try to like, schedule in mm -hmm. as much as I can because I remember there was a time like when I first started my pet sitting business like in the beginning I was gone all the time yeah so schedules to-do lists you guys take notes okay also make like you have to make time for your loved ones you just have to like even if it's dinner even if it's lunch and lately and most importantly you have to make time for yourself because lately I haven't done mm -hmm. that for me but schedule something that you like to do i don't know people have hobbies i don't know go watch a movie or <laughs> go dance i don't know people's hobbies yeah so if you didn't have the support that you do have do you think your businesses and the ideas would have flourished what is your opinion on support i'm the first to admit and say that i have the best support system that i could ever ask for Mm -hmm. Hi. Nice. She's the first. That one. <laughs> I'm extremely grateful for them. Um, for them means like my family, like my tribe, who's ever like supported me. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I would say that maybe my business ideas would not have taken off as quickly, mm -hmm. but they would still not like would have. I would still would have found a way because mm -hmm. naturally I have a very ambitious nature yeah. in me. So I would have find. I would have like figured it out. Mm -hmm. Support is important, um, but especially we're going to go the small business route. Like if you want to start a small business and you know you're passionate about it, whatever it is, uh, I think support is extremely important for you or to find or to have. Mm -hmm. um, it could be like anyone. I think like if it's not your family, like your immediate family, find a group of friends or some. Counselors or um, counselors? Yeah, like uh, like life coaches. Not life coaches, like people that are like doing what you're doing. Um, people you could shadow, I guess. Yeah, like yeah. who are you? Like who did you look up to at the homes? Like the people up, like oh my coworkers that have yeah. like more experience in the field. Yeah, like look up for them. So you want to like also distance yourself from like negativity. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes, like I said, people will have it's like they'll come with what's it called they come with good intent. intentions yeah they come with good intentions like they don't want to see you fail they don't want to see you get hurt they don't want to see you you know like get you disappointed mm -hmm. um but you know there's also people that are just extremely negative like yeah, they it's their nature it's in their nature or like they're they project their own fears onto you 
Yeah. So just stay away. Like that's why I like to stay private. This is exactly like one of the other reasons why I like to stay private with my businesses or my ideas, whatever, uh -huh. to block that yeah. from coming. Um, there's gonna be a lot of sacrifices in your business. Yeah, things that events that you're gonna have to miss because uh, you're working parties you know so find people that understand that because not everyone will yeah from a scale of one to ten go down the list of your business babies and rate how successful each has been and whether or not they're still up and running which we kind of covered already the if they're still up and running but go ahead thankfully all of my businesses have been successful um you know, in the first year of pet sitting, I doubled my salary for my previous job. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, you said to name how successful they are? Yeah, from like 1 to 10. 10 being the most successful. I will give it a 8, just because I've kind of put it in the back burner. I'm focusing more on my other ones, mm -hmm. Emerald. Um, so an 8. For the sitting one, right? Yeah, for this year. Like, it, it could be more successful. I just choose not to focus on it right now. Yeah. Sweet Mud, obviously, it's on a pause, on a break, but mm. I want to, it'll come back eventually. And then Emerald House Plants, uh, it's doing good. It's like a nine. Also, I haven't been putting a lot of effort to it. Um, right now, most of my effort has been on my grandma's nursery, just helping her out and just being there for her and, you know, mm -hmm. and my own, like, mental health, physical health, like, I feel like i Kind of like a good year with just work, 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 and I yeah. just kind of take a pause because I was like, it's too much work. Yeah, yeah, and it does take a toll when like all you do is work and stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. So we're gonna wrap it up here. All right. What advice would you give to someone who's thinking about starting a small business or may have a you know a good business idea or project but they don't pursue it due to their lack of like knowledge support or resources okay so this question's a really good question and i could do a whole episode with you guys on it but we don't have much time or you know maybe <laughs> no. a, maybe another episode but a part two yeah <laughs> but i'll keep this one short and to the point um first knowledge if you lack knowledge then obviously get familiar with what it takes um, to run the business uh, you want, like whatever it be, you want to be a baker, you want to do, I don't know, salon, I don't know. Um, get knowledge with that. Um, oh yeah. Which is research, motherfuckers. <laughs> yes. So like ask questions like, do I need a license? Do I need a certificate? Um, should I get insurance? Should I get an LLC? Or should I just do, you know, S Corp or whatever? Like, you just, you know, read, figure it out, ask questions, ask a lot of questions. Um, don't be afraid to ask the people that what they're already doing. Like, oh, she does bomb ass hair. One day I want to open my own, like, hair salon. Ask her questions. Like, mm -hmm. like hey, why do, you, why do you do this? Like, you know, mm -hmm. what's your day to day like? Because. I, there was a time in my life where I wanted to be in the, um, I wanted to be a detective. And I was like 17, 18, and I went into a community college with a criminal justice degree. And I was like, but what is it like? I remember telling yeah. myself, like, I don't know anyone in the no LAPD or sheriff's department. Like, personally, I don't know anyone. So how do I know how it's like, I only see it on TV. Is that mm -hmm. how it really is? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nine times out of ten, no. No. <laughs> so I went to the LAPD uh, Pacific Division, and I asked them, "Hey, do you guys take volunteers?" And they were like, "Yeah, like give me your application." I did an application. I had to go to downtown LA, get my fingerprints done, all that oh, extra wow. stuff, mm -hmm. to make sure that I wasn't crazy. Like they like they can't just let anyone in here. Yeah. They want to make sure I'm good. So. I went in there and I was doing like the file paperwork, shredding like all evidence and calling people like for their just calling them like up what's it called hold on the case oh yeah like the cases like i will follow up mm -hmm. and i saw like how they were doing like i saw how it was and i was like this ain't for me like 
I don't vibe with this. I don't. It's like it sounds fun, but how I saw like I saw myself like is this how I'm really gonna be? It's a lot of paperwork. Yeah, it wasn't just like I don't know. I just didn't vibe with it. So if you can volunteer in something that you're interested in, um, sometimes even like maybe they they don't have volunteer, but find someone that's doing what you're doing and like hey you know do you need assistant uh, I can help you out you know maybe once a week I could come on a Sunday or whatever when you're busiest a few hours mm -hmm. just so you could get the vibe okay mm -hmm. so if you like resources <laughs> um, there's like go on Google and you just find like type in small business finances financial help mm -hmm. you get a lot of resources um but honestly i advise you not to start a business like in depth like maybe hold off of it for a little bit like put some savings on the side you guys <laughs> say cats are boring look at them and they entertain us all the time Me and they are, are like go, fighting go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and then let's see so don't like go into business like make sure you have the funds for it yeah so my very first business was pet sitting obviously and um i had savings from my previous job so when i started when i was like making 20 dollars a day 40 dollars a day i didn't really you know get nervous i was like i'm fine i'm cool you know so that really kind of helped you me. You said three or four dollars a no, day. 30, 30, 30 or forty. Oh, <laughs> I was like, wait, what the fuck? You were doing for three bucks no. a day, girl. <laughs> but yeah, I was sometimes I just had to walk one dog or two, and that was it. That mm -hmm. was my day. I was mm -hmm. like, I'm done. So I had to like just figure it out. Like I started like thankfully I had my uh, savings and my parents obviously mm -hmm. helped. But I know people like want to start a business, but they like I have to buy supplies. I have to do this. I have to do that. Um, you could get a loan, but or you could just wait six months and just save up as much as you can yeah. instead of starting off in debt. And I yeah. think I want to say too. I don't know where I was looking, um, but there are programs now that they fund you there's grants and they fund your small mm -hmm. business startup you just guys just have to like look into it and what you're going into and like your area and stuff but there are there is resources and help out there to get you started for sure okay and then oh i have some last oh. words and advice. support <laughs> support okay so <clears throat> lastly i want to say this and i hope i don't discourage any future you know entrepreneurs um but entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. Uh, it takes, like, it, it's okay if it's not for you. It's like, don't feel bad, like, it's not for everyone because I know it takes a lot of work. Uh, discipline, um, I know they say, oh, you have your own hours, I'm my own boss, but that doesn't mean you can lack off, like, slack off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You still have to have your own schedule, like, okay, I have to start, wake up at five every day, I have to do this, this and that. Um, Sometimes earlier. Sometimes earlier, sometimes later. Sometimes you're working 14 hour days, sometimes eight. You know, slow days, you're working like four and you're like, oh my God, like I'm stressed out, I'm not making any money today. <laughs> but then other times you're like, you can't catch a break. Mm -hmm. um, so, let's see what else. Oh, sacrifices. You're probably gonna miss a lot of like family events or things you wanted to do. You know, sometimes I can't travel somewhere because I'm busy, I'm already booked. And for a successful business, you kind of also want to keep your word. You know, like I already have clients counting on me to watch their pets from August to September, whatever. I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to go to this two-day trip in August, so I can't watch your, your, your dog anymore. You know, they're not yeah. going to trust me anymore. They're not going to like, some, someone says, oh, do you have a pet sitter in mind? No, no one. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, yeah, so I also have to think about like, health insurance you know there's the health insurance in the u.s is just complete crap so i know there's like some like jobs offer great health insurance they offer great like paid time off like i don't have paid time off like there's no such thing as like i get sick let me use my 
my sick, sick hours. hours. What's sick hours? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if I don't work, I don't work. Or vacation pay. There's no such thing as vacation pay for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, tax season. Mm, you know, who? What, what's the tax return? I don't remember the last time I got a tax return. Like, I got to pay the IRS. Yeah. You have to put money aside. And you don't want to get on the bad side of the IRS. You just don't. Mm-hmm. So, like, this year alone, I had to pay $10,000 in taxes. That's crazy. So there went ten grand to the IRS. Um, so you know things, things like little things you have to take into consideration. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but those little things add up to big things, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. like health insurance. It's like- and then four hundred one k's. There's mm-hmm. companies that match it, like that match your four hundred one k. I don't have that. I just put money in my IRA. Um, so things like that. It just. I advise you, you know, if you want to start a business, go for it, but keep, like, put everything on the table, like, put a big whiteboard and, like, pros and cons, Mm -hmm. you know, some people are, like, lucky enough to marry into a good, like, their husband or their wife has a great job with good benefits and health insurance, and they could, you know, when you're a wife or a husband, you get those benefits, too, so you have that, that's extremely lucky, so... It's not always that way. Yeah, though. like let's say I break my leg tomorrow, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, oh, girl, you like, better I, watch your step. Like I can't work. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah, like I can't do anything. <laughs> so you gotta um, think about that too. Yeah. That's wow. True. That is great advice. Thank you. You're I didn't welcome. Even, like think about it like that. <laughs> My insurance. Like, what? My insurance. Vacation pay. Like, that's crazy. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anything else? Yeah. Earlier, you mentioned, I think it was for Sweet Month, how you, once you got the name, you started up as a website. Mm-hmm. Like, how important is, like, websites, presentation, PR, Marketing. like, social media? How does that benefit businesses? Mm-hmm. It's always changing, especially like social media. It's just always changing. But if you want to be taken professionally and seriously, you have to look professional and seriously. Mm-hmm. But no, you have to look professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look seriously. <laughs> um, because, like, for example, when I used to do um, my sweet my bandanas, I used to hire influencers. Uh, there's a such thing as dog influencers people and I remember at the time I was just starting off so I couldn't really hire them by giving them money but I could hire them by giving them free bandanas you know uh, and most of them were okay with that because they were just starting they just had like 2,000 followers you know they were like small influencers so <laughs> they were fine with just getting like <laughs> free bandanas but I would look into like cause it was their own business that was like their thing so the ones that had more of a professional look when they email me they sounded like very professional um, those were the ones I went with mm-hmm. and it was someone that would just DM me and be like hey girl I have my, my dog noodles can I have a bandana and I'm like I, I need more than that I need yeah. to have like you know, see, go on your Instagram and see how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. So, as a business, you want to make sure that, you know, if you have a website, make sure it's up to date. Don't have a number that doesn't work anymore, an email that doesn't even work. <laughs> yeah. um, have your about me. Like, how, because you want to know, like, the person that you are. Like, they want to, oh, what is that. it? Mission statement. Heck, your mission statement. Like, <laughs> you want people to know who you are when they go on your website. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say someone's looking for um, Latinas like oh I'm a I need Latina owned businesses do they know I'm a Latina or not like on my business like who do they know who I do they know who I am mm-hmm. sometimes you're looking for like just women or they're looking for certain things but you just <laughs> have to like present yourself when people find you they have to like know who you are present yourself well yeah um, when it comes to um, your online businesses, what is the pros and cons with that as far as like the whole shipping thing, customers? Mm, I've done well with shipping because I've had experience with it with Street Mud. Um, and I've always done it. I mean, I find it, find it really easy. It's The pro, obviously, is you have a bigger 
um, customer base because there's all over the United States. With Suman, I was doing all over the United States and around the world. Oh wow! But with emeralds, I can only stay in the United States because everyone, every country has a different soils and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, there's to ship plants out of out of the country is more like paperwork. Mm. So I just stay within the U.S. and um, with shipping with the plants, I made sure I took my time. Like I didn't, I had an idea, but it took me months for it to come out because I was playing around with like the packaging. Uh, making sure I knew how to package them properly and secure them. I just need, I was always just very careful. Like, I think I have like a 98% success rate with okay. shipping stuff. Because I know sometimes it will get damaged due to like USPS errors, mostly due to USPS errors. Or like weather conditions. Weather too. conditions. Yeah, I know USPS one time had my packet, a plant lost for 20 days. So when the customer opened it, days? yeah, when the customer opened it, they were like, "My plan's dead." I'm like, obviously, like, like, uh, but she wasn't mad at me. She was just more like, "Like, what uh, are you gonna do about yeah. it?" Yeah, mm -hmm. she didn't expect me to do anything, but I always do um, for refunds. Um, I kind of take that into account when I would do my pricing. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I have to charge a little bit more on each plan because obviously the 99th plan is gonna be damaged, and I'm gonna lose. You know money off of it mm -hmm. um however i'm also very careful on who i give refunds to because if someone comes at me sideways i'm like sorry because my policy states no refunds like absolutely no refunds okay but if you come at me like sweet like understanding like hey i know like if a customer says emails me and like i understand your refund policy um you know i mean i understand your policy is no no refunds however my plan arrived damaged um, is there something that I could do to kind of help it stay alive or something that you recommend that I do? And when they do that, like when they email me like that, I'm like, I'll just give you a full, full refund. And mm -hmm. I still give them that advice. Like, it, your plant might make it, but I'll just refund you regardless. Okay. But if someone comes at me like, I want a full refund, <laughs> I'm like, no. Yeah. Okay. That's like a thing, a little perk of being your own boss. You kind of make Get your own rules yes <laughs> yeah okay that's good oh another thing um for your business you also want to make sure you have like a um business what's it called shoot what did i send you last time that you write down everything business plan right that sounds right <laughs> yeah you have to have a business plan um also like if you find your what's it called niche your niche um <laughs> find what makes your business different because i feel like it could be also very overwhelming not overwhelming what's that word like scary like let's say you want to intimidating yeah intimidating like let's say you want to have a um what's there a lot of in la clothing a clothing brand <laughs> or um uh yeah clothing brand like there's so many uh find like what is you like uniquely to you because mm -hmm. there's only one you and i feel like whenever you present yourself like as yourself as a brand and your brand is like who you are and no one can take that away from you yeah um because i've had when i started emerald house plants people i saw someone wanted to take my name like they i found like it took me forever to come up with a name that i could that wasn't like taken already like on instagram facebook dot uh, com no, and then a month later, like someone already had it. Like they were trying to like take it, and mm -hmm. I was like, mm -mm. so I had to get the LLC right away because it's like it's your business, so protect it. It's your yeah. name, yeah. So we gotta protect our shit, bitch. Mm -hmm. We gotta trademark, trademark or LLC or whatever. Um, also, LLCs cost around eight hundred dollars a year. So you gotta make sure you put that into consideration. Um, you also want to make sure that you write everything down, expenses, um, income, because at the end of the year, when it's tax season, those are gonna come in handy, y'all. Deductions. And you need to get a good CPA. What's that? Mm, <sighs> the accountant, certified oh. public accountant. Okay. Oh, I have mine. It's really good. 
um, because yeah. So you have your own accountant. My secret? Oh yeah, he's my secret. I've been going with him for like what three years? No, whatever his name is. <laughs> the tax person. The, the tax that person. Do your taxes. Oh, well, he does ours, but I think yeah. there's different titles to but his name. But he's also very like. Every Good time I get an IRS letter, he takes care of it. Like, hey, I got this from the IRS. He'll like, take care of it. And he's very professional. Uh, he knows what he's doing. And I trust him, like, you know, with yeah. my advice. Yeah, you guys, go with your guts, too, on, like, people, like, that are going to take your legal stuff, that are going to take care of your legal stuff. If you get, like, a bad espina, like, try to find somebody else, too. Because that's your stuff. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that shit. Mm -hmm. Also, if you're doing services, make sure you have insurance. If you're doing eyelashes, and some girls like you burn my eye, I'm gonna sue you. Um, get insurance, yeah, sure. anything, especially if you're working on people like people's hair, just anything. You know, you don't want to burn their scalp if you're bleaching them and it's all burned. They're gonna like sue you. Yeah. Uh, or you have to have good. Um, called like whenever you go somewhere like a disclosure like a disclosure like if you go to a dance studio I have to sign those like it might break my leg I can't sue or things like that oh like a form oh a waiver so, yeah like a go. waiver make sure you have all that with an account I mean not content with a lawyer make sure that everything's good legit um, I have that with my pet sitting business I have insurance I have the waiver they have to sign um you know because I don't want to get sued girl yeah because people go crazy for the pets Mm -hmm. My LLC is separate from me, so if I get, which I don't think I'll ever get sued with that, but just in case. Yeah. And protect your assets, protect your, you know, what's yours. Keep it separate from your business. Um, but yeah. And have a savings. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Well, that concludes our second episode of the season. Thank you so much for coming to the show. You're Bye. welcome. Thank you. This was awesome. And we hope this gave some inspiration or advice to one of you or all of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, girl, tell us where the people can find you. For Emerald Houseplants, you can find me at Emerald Houseplants on... IG, Facebook, and um, my other businesses are don't have an IG right now, just because I don't have the time <laughs> to do all that. So yeah, you can just find me at Emerald House Plants. Okay, get you yeah. some house plants, y'all. Mm -hmm. Bring your house to life. Yeah, get you some plants. We'll see you guys next week for episode three. Woo! Bye. Bye.